What's up, you guys? This is your girl, Essence, and you're riding the wave of Wisdom in Red, where we are living life through the words and spirit of Christ. Um, thanks for joining me today. I really wanted to tap on something. I've been hearing guys uh, over the years just more and more say how they don't want to get married and how they feel like if they marry that the wife will just, you know, in a divorce will just take everything that they worked so hard for. And so I, I, I'm a little confused. And the reason why I'm confused is if, you know, cause men are saying that they're concerned about losing their money, losing their financial uh, wealth. Right. And to me, it makes less sense to not get married. If you're trying to be sure that you're accumulating wealth and that you're not losing more money, right? Which helps you to accumulate more wealth, right? When you're not losing money. So one of my, my concerns is that I think that, you know, cause we hear about these really big, you know, divorces, you know, all these celebrity divorces and what the wife gets, you know, I don't know how many men are out there living like Jeff Bezos. Okay. Um, but those situations are traumatic for men to see in the media because <laughs> it's playing on a man's fears on one of y'all's worst fears. And so I can understand the concern that men have that some men have, but at the same time, I want to just kind of bring a little bit more perspective, you know, and I'm a woman and I know that y'all are nervous about marrying us nowadays. You know, again, we have all this, these messy divorces in media and may, maybe, you know, of some in your personal life, maybe you have gone through a messy divorce and you're just like, I'm not doing that ever again. I'm not, I don't want to have to go through the you know, through losing a, a, a marriage and my money, you know, that can be very traumatic. And I understand that. So I'm not trying to bash the idea of it or the men saying, oh, I'm not getting married and da, 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 da. You hear a lot of that, especially from those G, uh, MGTOW guys or something like that. I can't remember the, I can't remember what that stands for, but it's like, they remind me of women who are like these feminists, except they're like men going against women and constantly posting negative things and hateful things about women. They almost sound hetero, uh, homosexual to me, the way that they're hating women, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, some of this hip hop. <laughs> they talk so bad about women that it's like, dang, or do you even like women? Like, <laughs> so some men are kind of borderline sounding like this. Um, and, but again, I understand where, you know, where it comes from. Um, <clears throat> I want to, but I want to bring, like I said, I want to bring a little bit more perspective because it doesn't make sense. Like I said before, to not marry, especially if you're in the black community which the marriages have been on the decline, right? Um, there's over, uh, you have over 40, I think 40%, I don't, I don't know, four, excuse me, 48% of black women who haven't been married, right? Um, and then you have <clears throat> 29% of blacks, you know, African-Americans rather, who, who are married, right? 20, uh, 32% of those, of those men are married, right? Um, 
of that 29% rather, you have 10% of men who are divorced. In the black community, you have only 12% of divorce, right? You have 4% that are separated, and I'm just getting this from black demographics. And, uh, and then you have 50% of African-Americans who are not married, who have never been married. Now, this is from a couple of years ago, a few years ago. So <clears throat> the numbers, you know, typically don't dramatically change um, that quickly. So, you know, we can kind of guess around these figures. <clears throat> However, what I find interesting is that there is this correlation between marriage and wealth. And it is a statistical fact that men, specifically men, <clears throat> when they're married, they, men who are married literally earn the most out of everybody. And so you have men, whether it's because, you know, maybe because, you know, it used to be, it actually used to be that men were just paid more. And in a lot of areas, men still are getting paid more. They're still, black men in particular are getting paid less still than their white counterparts. Um, they are graduating at a lower rate from, from colleges. They are um, uh, more highly incarcerated and things like that. So there are some obstacles, there are other things going on, but still at the end of the day, Black men who are married are out earning the, everybody else. You know, unless you're a white man, then you're really out earning everybody else. But in the black community, I mean. So I know that we hear, oh, well, black women are graduating college at a higher rate uh, than black men. This is true. However, black women are still not earning according to their white counterparts and in some cases, they're still not earning as much as black men in, in similar fields. Um, so the, the answer for especially black community is to marry when it comes to wealth. And there comes an accountability and a responsibility with marriage. And I don't think that we put enough, enough emphasis on who we are marrying. And I think this lies the issue because the alternative, and just hear me out, the alternative, because we have to choose right, right? And if you like, if you go to college, then you're more likely statistically, you're more likely to marry someone that's getting a, uh, um, a similar level degree as you. And therefore that wealth uh, is you, you gain a, a higher chance of earning more wealth. And then earning more wealth together. Um, everybody knows that kind of the college campuses are like the breeding ground for relationships. That's where a lot of marriages come out of now. Um, and so, uh, that's, you know, that's where men and women are finding each other. So when you find each other in that group, in that group setting that by the time you decide to graduate, you know, by the time you guys graduate, you can decide to marry and build that wealth together. Um, but typically that's where people find each other. And, and so when you have these differences where you have um, men that are, are, how can I say, that are saying that marriage is not beneficial for them, I want to propose this. You're going to still want to be with women. And hear me out, men. Because typically my messages, um, you know, my, these episodes are 
kind of talking to the women more. But this particular episode, men, I really want you to hear this. Um, When it comes down to you being with women, you're going to most likely sleep with them anyway. I don't care if you saved or unsaved. Most men are not really holding out until marriage. The world has taught you guys not to do that. So a lot of you guys have already had it, and so you struggle with not having it, right? Kudos and blessings to those who are really hanging in there and doing the thing, right? Um, There's wisdom in that, and there's obedience in that, and there's reward in that. Um, So I encourage you to stay on that path if you're really saving yourself for the Lord, for marriage. Um, So the thing is, is that a lot of men are not. And so they're having children just the same. They're having babies. So is it more, is it beneficial for you to not marry? And still, and, and to, but to, to make the choice of marrying the right woman, not making a choice based off of your lust, not making a choice based off of your level of comfort, but based off the choice that you have analyzed the situation, you have gone before God and you know that this woman is for you, that you know that this woman has um, built you up as a man, has really uh, encouraged you, motivated you to be better than who you've been and that you can see her being your partner um, and really helping you to not only get ahead, but to just build with and to and to be able to trust, to support each other. Um, just having that, not just that you're making a decision saying, well, I'm ready to settle down now, so I'm going to pick her, right? Not because, oh, it's better to marry than to burn with passion. Not just because it's, um, oh, well, I've already lusted after her in my, in, you know, in my heart. So I might as well go on and marry her. I don't mean that stuff. I'm talking about men. Oh, because she might be good for my ministry. Oh, cause she looks good on my arm. Oh, because, um, she makes money. Oh, because she just gives me what I want, you know, or, oh, because she's just a challenge. No, you have really studied this woman's character and that it's something in her that is not fleeting that there is something in her that you know will always be consistent because that is just her natural character to be loyal, to stick it out, that divorce will not be the first word to pop up in her head or that if it is, that she knows, let me go to God, right? Um, As opposed to just marrying any woman and then you act surprised when it goes south. When really you just kind of married her because she was just that cool chick in your life at the time and you just wanted to roll with her. Did you have a vision with this woman? Because you really have to have a vision for yourself. If you don't have a vision for yourself, then you're kind of leading somebody blindly. And I just, I really, and I've been, you're talking to someone who's been married before. It is important that a man have a vision because he will try to figure out where he's going and then leave you in the dust. You see what I'm saying? And a woman is just like, wait, but I'm trying to figure it out with you. Oh, I don't need your help. (laughs) Are you so independent minded as a man that that you feel like a woman can't bring anything to you that you just 
she's just gonna help you by being her job is to just be the trophy well you can't just bring a trophy in your house this isn't just something that sits on your on your nightstand this is something this is a person this is a whole ministry that you are moving into your life and you have to think about that so that things like that thinking things through and deciding to fully be committed to the end is something that has to be taught more and it has to be instilled in us more. And I don't just mean for men, but definitely for women. Just because a man comes along and he loves us and da-da-da-da-da, that we just say, okay, and we marry him. But we ain't got no vision, you know? (laughs) Or maybe he does. Um, But maybe just doesn't have what it takes to actually lead and follow through. Maybe he's one that just, you know, he starts something and doesn't finish it because he has never, you know, the minute some some stuff kind of pops up, he doesn't know how to handle the challenges and he's ready to move on. We have to recognize the types of men that we decide to marry. But I'm saying all of this because is it so let's take we have the option of choosing right, choosing the right person to marry from the get go. And really waiting and challenging ourselves and and analyzing self-awareness, getting all of this stuff, uh, getting our mental uh, and physical and financial selves in shape, in some type of shape, and, and really committing ourselves to the idea of marriage, not just something that you do, um, when we really have a healthier mentality on what exactly marriage is, to the point where we don't fear it, to the point where we don't get scared and say, oh, well, 10 years down the line, I'll probably divorce this person uh, and they'll take my money. That's, those are, that's fear mongering. That's, those are fear tactics from the enemy. He doesn't want us to get married. I think people forget that. He doesn't want us together. Look at what he did. I was just last um, episode, I was talking about Adam and Eve. Look at how the enemy literally broke up their their communication and not merely their communication that they had that that right there was just um dishonesty brought between the two of them it was it was the broken communication that he gave between them and the most high them and the father um so that is how important marriage is that it's a connection that's healthy between it's it's literally seeming together two individuals along with the most high like that is that is a solid foundation that the enemy is constantly trying to break constantly and especially in the black community we see it so hard we've seen it so heavy through the years through all kinds of oppression and everything else the black man has always been taken out of the black home he has always been removed from the black family. The black woman's always just been raped and used um, as an object. Women in general have been raped and used as objects. You know, it's always to break up the family. The children are removed from the parents. You, you know what I'm saying? So, so what is the alternative? The alternative, let's just take a look of why I say it's less beneficial to not marry. When you marry again, you actually have more of a chance when you marry and you and you're not marrying carelessly. 
you're marrying, you're, you marry very intentionally. We see this a lot in Indian households. Um, we see this a lot in Asian households. We see this a lot in various households, even in white households, Hispanic households. They have very much so higher uh, marrying rates, okay? So what's the alternative is you don't marry. Let's just say you decide to not marry. And down the line, you still have sex. As men, you decide, well, I'm still going to have sex. If I'm never going to marry, that doesn't mean I'm never going to have sex. You have sex. And let's just say that in having sex, which is irresponsible when you're not married because it does increase the risk of pregnancy outside of marriage, let's just say you're safe. You always wear your condoms or what have you. Well, nothing is 100%. And so let's just say the condom breaks. Let's just say you get in your feelings and you decide to go without your condoms and you're and you're, you know, you're raw dogging it, right? So let's just be honest here. This is what happens. And the pull-out method doesn't work. And then guess what? Nine months later, you have a child. You're a Christian. You don't want to abort, right? So you didn't abort. You um, or let's just say you wanted to, and she's like, no right so she has the child y'all have the child because you're having the child together you have the child but you are still committed to your idea that marriage is not good well your situation that you've opened up by deciding to not marry changed it gave you a perspective that gives you no no type of intentionality the whole point is that you you don't have to commit so therefore you're not committed to this child. So it increases the chances that you won't be committed to the child. But if you're a Christian man, you say, well, I'm going to take care of my responsibilities, right? So you take care, you want to take care of the responsibility, but guess what? You're not married to that woman. So that woman says, look, I want you on child support, or you just get slapped with a child support order, period. Because you had no control over that. You could have controlled it had you just been married. Because either way, you're going to have to come out financially for the child or the children. Because let's be honest, you have these, you know, we talk about these women who are having men, uh, you know, multiple kids uh, by all these various men. But guess what? There are men on the other side of those children and women. So they're putting out their, you know, their, their semen into these women to have these children, right? And so, and this has happened. They're not with those women. Those men have moved on. So they're raw dogging it with somebody else. So these men are having multiple kids by multiple women in some cases. And then let's just say you only end up just having one child with one woman, right? But you're not married to her. She could still put you on child support if you guys aren't together. Because the whole point is that you don't want to commit. You don't, you want the out. So you can maybe leave the woman, but you cannot leave the child without there being a financial responsibility attached there. There's financial accountability towards you, even by the government, because it is expensive to have children. It's an investment to have children. It requires time, money, emotions, it, it requires so it, it requires everything that we are 
to raise up the next generation. This is our survival. So when you decide to, to not marry, then you're automatically deciding to take whatever comes your way from multiple women. So would you rather have one woman that you can trust and build with and then you're going to take care of your financial responsibility with that family and then you and the woman are able to increase your wealth? Especially because, again, like I said in the beginning, men um, are men who are married earn a higher amount of income. And back in the day, I think I already mentioned this, or I don't know if I cut myself off, but back in the day, um, men actually were higher earners because of how, I think I didn't get it out, because of how men were expected to have a wife and children to take care of. Therefore, that, that, um, pa- that pathway is still kind of there where it's expected that men are caring for a wife and a family, right? So, um, not saying that that is the only reason why it's just that men have a tendency to wait a little bit longer before y'all get married. Y'all are, um, y'all are a little bit more focused on your careers. Whereas with women we'll get pregnant and we drop out the race for a little while. Right. And that's why you have a lot of black women right now, except black women are doing it even when they have multiple kids is that they're still going to college. They're still completing college because they don't rely on the man to be there because it's just been like that for so long where the, the men have not necessarily either been in the house or been in our lives, right? One or the other. Um, and so therefore there, you know, black women are graduating college at higher rates than men, than black men. Same thing with white men and, and white women. White women are actually um, graduating college at higher rates than white men also. Um, and so, so the thing is, is that it's, it's, so it's that, or you just end up risking the chance. You take the chance of having to have multiple children through your years, especially if you're young, if you're young, already talking about, I'm never marrying, or if you're 30 or 40 or maybe even, even 50, and you're still talking about not marrying, you still have got, you've got some ways to go. Because men typically holler at women that are younger than them. And so these women are still able to have babies. You're all, every time you go inside of a woman, you are risking having a child with that woman. And if you're not married, then you are basically saying, I'm running the, it's just not a good financial investment. It's not a good financial investment to sleep with women outside of marriage because then you can end up owing child support for whatever amount that woman decides to go for. And when I say that, I mean they can really go after you. And when I say they, I mean the woman and you know the you know the the government. It's just it's something that you are running the risk of. So how is it that? Not marrying is beneficial to you, especially you black men. Knowing that as black households, we need as much wealth as we're able to gain. And marriage is an automatic, I don't want to say automatic because you still got to work, but two heads are better than one. And I don't mean two leaders. (laughs) I mean two incomes rather are better than one. You know, and even if she's not working and you're and you have children, here's why 
it's still beneficial to marry if you're the only income is because somebody is still able to be at the house, be the child care, right? And not just the child care, but literally investing in building upon a plan that the two that you and the wife have for your future, you know, for your future, your children, your legacy. She's able to have your back. She's able to look at the finances. If you are willing to be uh, balanced and healthy and trusting and understanding in that you got, again, did you marry the right way? And maybe you married the wrong way the first time or second time. It doesn't mean that you can't still sit back and analyze and say, whoa, let me see what I did wrong. Let me see what, why that person was like that, that with that person being how they were and I, and, and I chose them. What did I not really pay attention to? What did I overlook about that woman? She wasn't really that that nice she wasn't really she was she was all about the money anyway and then that's the other thing is is how some women I mean some men really want like this high caliber woman that's you know a a freaking 10 right and then you don't expect that to cost you money that type of uh expectation from women You better come at it with a 10 also. Can you afford that? You see what I mean? And so where are your priorities as a man? Where are your standards? And I'm not saying, because I know a lot of men that actually have a really great idea of the type of woman that they want. She doesn't have to be a 10. She could be a six. You know what I mean? Heck, I know some men that married fours, but the, you know, on the outside, but they're 10 on the inside. Right. And, and, and these, some of these men are very, very happy, you know, and I see that a lot in the Christian community to where the women aren't trying to be all, you know, glossy and looking, looking like Instagram models. They're the girl next door. You know what I mean? Who love the Lord and they're just chilling. They're committed. They're loyal. So there are men looking for that, but they're in the wrong pools. They keep going into the Instagram model pool, expecting to get the girl next door on the inside. And it's just not that way. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's few and far between, but that's just like me wanting, what's, I don't know, some fine dudes. I don't know who's some fine dudes. J-Rock, J-Rock is fine. That rapper J-Rock, fine is all get out. Oh my gosh. But guess what? I'm not going to go into that pool because that's a toxic pool for me. (laughs) It doesn't align with my values. So I'm hoping and praying for a J-Rock that's in line with my values, but it doesn't mean I'm going to overlook the guy who may not be a J-Rock. I try to give guys a try. So y'all, I mean, just pray for me. I try. I'm told I'm very picky, but um, (laughs) it is what it is. But that, you know, I'm working on me. I'm working on that too. I'm working on that too. So I'm just saying this because I really would like black men to have, or men in general, like I said, cause I'm seeing this with black and white men. I don't see it so much with white men as I do with black men. Again, my circles are more African-American black in general. Um, and my algorithms therefore are more black, you know what I mean? So I'm hearing this even in black media, um, that, that black men are thinking, I think they are miseducated 
um, and, and moved by the fear of losing something, but they, but it's keeping them from, it's keeping y'all from thinking about your, the down the road. If you don't marry, you're still going to have sex and you're just hoping you're riding on hope or your faith, (laughs) which is (laughs) anyway, you're riding on hope that the chick won't get pregnant. And then the next chick won't get pregnant. And then the chick after that won't get pregnant. Because remember, you've committed to not marrying, which increases your chances of not being committed to one person uh, for the rest of your life. Um, Because if that's the case, that's basically a doggone marriage, right? But that's not your goal. Um, Or your goal is to not, if you're going to stay with one woman, and let's just say she does get pregnant and y'all do stay together, your goal then is very selfish and unloving that you would be with the woman, be with her for the rest of her life, not provide and not provide any, any marital security for her. That if anything were to happen to you, that she's able to receive certain benefits. And that if you were to move on, that you would move on. But then guess what? You've got a child together and you are still financially obligated. And that could be way more costly then if you were to just stay, what do they say? If you were to just stay with her, they say it's cheaper to keep her. It's a reason why people say that. That song is real. It's cheaper to keep her. It's for a reason. Because it's not wise to not marry, but you have to marry correctly. You have to marry wisely. And women, I, I get on women all the time, so I don't even need to go there with women. But we definitely all have to do better. I already know. I I check myself all the time. It's all, it's a constant check. It's a constant self-analyzing. It's a constant, um, going before God, um, to, to make wiser decisions. And when you mess up and you say, okay, I married this person. This wasn't, it's not working. Now you got to really take these extra steps and, 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 and learn like don't just up and go you got to sit in the stuff and you got to really work your way out and figure out like okay god what do i need to do here to make wiser decisions about the woman that i'm with or the you know if you're a woman the man that i'm with or you know instead of just trying to jump out the pot you know instead of trying to jump out of the marriage that you sit and and you and and you try to figure some things out and and a lot of people they just can't figure it out you know because they never tried to figure it out in the beginning so everything is so bad by the time everybody's ready to divorce that it's just like it's just no hope right y'all not even trying to even talk or care no more right um but then there there are children in the in in the middle of it you know so I'm just saying, if we just take the time to self-analyze first, you know, and go before the Lord and, and, and see where we got to do better. I'm still having to do better in so many areas, y'all. And I understand that, but I also understand how important marriage is and how I have to step it up in certain ways if I really expect to glorify God in a marriage again, because I understand my mistakes from my first marriage and it wasn't all that other person. It was me too. So 
there are things that I have to look at and I have to realize that I was immature in certain ways, that I was still learning in certain things. And I, and there are certain, and I, now I understand there are certain qualities that you have to look for in a person that you're going to call your spouse and live the rest of your life with so that I'm not sitting up there trying to yell divorce or sitting up there trying to take his money. And I'm, you know, I'm grateful. I don't like the child support system, but I'm going to look at, let me take a look at some things. Let me take a look at some things here. I, it's, I think I had read, man, let me take a look here. Black men in particular, this is what's trippy. Black men in particular already have lower earnings, right? Uh, than their white counterparts. And what I find interesting is how we have these these ideas that being by ourselves is more beneficial to us when especially as Christians if we think like that and we're so independent minded God didn't even create us to be like that he created us for community he created us to help one another even if you notice in the scriptures like it was all about um, community, um, uh, 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 financial community. Like it was just all together. It was both, you saw both the socialist system within the church and you saw a capitalist uh, system from the world. And they used that to fund the church, right? They used that to fund each other's outreaches and to help each other. And so, and you know, and you know, even like Paul, you know, like they were workers, they worked themselves. So this was, this was a collaborative effort. This wasn't one person receiving everything. Everybody was putting in work. We see the women, we have women, the Proverbs 31 woman, everybody thinks that the, the woman is supposed to stay home and, and not do nothing, just take care of the kids. That's a huge job. But at the same time, you had a household where the, the, the Proverbs 31 woman was married to such a man where they were able to have servants, where they could have, and she was able to delegate responsibilities when it came to the household, when it came to her businesses, she was able to delegate. She had, they had something to work with. So we see wealth building in the family structure. And I think a lot of us are late to the to the show in understanding this we have our preconceived negative preconceived notions about what marriage is or what it's supposed to look like or what it's supposed to be when the facts are just showing and so we stay away from marriage or we go into it with false expectations but marriage when done right you see you see love you see the most high, you see, you see, you see, you see an element working there where people have learned each other. And I think that we, a lot of us go into marriages, we assume that we know the other person as opposed to ever really just accepting that person for who they actually are. I think we've done so many tricks and jumped through so many hoops to get the person um, to land the person that by the time we get married, we're like, whoo, I'm tired. And we stop doing the things that it took to get and keep the person. 
in the first place. And we just have all these misconceptions. We're so lazy when it comes to marriage. We, you know, we have, we have such false ideas and negative ideas, selfish ideas. And the Bible talks about not having selfish ambition. And it's not saying that you can't be an ambitious person. It's about that you're not stepping on others for the sake of your own pleasure. So yeah, I'm going to marry this person um, because they're going to give me this and they're going to give me that. And this is what they do for me because they check all my boxes or they may not check all of them, but they check most of them. And I just know I want my peace. So when I marry you, you better give me my peace, right? And they're not looking as to whether or not they're doing things and checking off the other person's boxes and giving them peace. You know, maybe that maybe you're a wife who wants a husband who's praying over you, but you married to a man who's like, well, as long as she give me what I need. Well, you know, I ain't that type of man. I ain't the type of man to be going praying for people public publicly. And I don't be praying over people out loud. That's my personal relationship with God. What are you talking about? That man needs to stop it. And he needs to go and pray over his wife. If he's expecting her to be his, I mean, expecting her to be his peace, then he ought to understand that she's going to expect him to be her peace also in Christ. And that means part of me receiving some of that peace is I pray for me, please. Let me feel your leadership. Let me feel that you care through our father, that you are extending, you know, stuff like that. Right. So, I, I, you know, I'm just throwing this all out there because, again, I've been a little concerned. I don't think men have really looked at they don't know what they're saying when they're saying that they don't want to ever marry again or that they don't want to marry or that they want to play the field as long as possible and think that, you know, a woman's going to be there in the end. It's so funny. It's so it's, it's kind of hilarious because, you know, um, I don't know if some of some of y'all used to think like this, but. I don't know, back in the day, some people would be like, oh, I'm going to just have my fun. And then before I die, I'm going to go to God. I'm going I'm to pray and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior before I die. As really expecting that they would have the mindset to even be able to do that if something were to happen to them. <laughs> right? Like, like, you know, so, but it's crazy that people think like this. And I feel like men kind of think like this too of, oh, well, before I die, I'll get with somebody who will take care of me. I'll get with a woman. But what are you talking about? You still out there trying to pimp game and, and, and get with these women and these women ain't thinking about you now. You all slowed down. <laughs> you know, half of these women, by the time we reach a certain age, we're just like, I'm done. I ain't even trying no more. I know so many older women like that. They just happy with being by themselves because they didn't went that far by themselves. They feel like, oh, they might as well keep on going in the Lord. <laughs> right. And then Jesus is their husband at that time. Right. So it's just come on, y'all. I'm just saying we, you know, let's look at the real problem. The real problem is not marriage. Marriage is actually a solution. The problem is, who are you marrying? Who are you not taking the time to be patient with? Who are you overlooking? Who are you um, not understanding fully? What are you not fully understanding? The real issue is, do you have self-discipline? Are you really having realistic expectations the the real issue is are you secure within yourself 
Um, and do you have somebody who is secure within themselves that you can trust and love and be vulnerable with? Um, or do you always feel like you have to keep a show on for that person? That's probably a red flag that that person is not for you with women. Who on earth are you submitting yourself to? Because this is one of our biggest issues. I think the biggest obstacle between us and God is a man. And I don't mean the man being the problem. I'm talking about us putting men before God. It's a very common thing, something that I've constantly had to check. So I already understand that. And so it's something where you have to keep your ear to God and and, and you have to just stop and say like, who is really for me? Who is really for the Lord? You know, but who can I be myself with? Who am I? Who I, where I'm not going to fake it. I, I, I can't be a fake woman here. I have to just be able to be all that I am. And now what do I need to check about myself? Right? What things do I need to, 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 to tighten up on? So these are just some elements I wanted to throw out about marriage and the myth of, you know, the, just the negatives about getting married for men, this, you know, and I know that there are a whole lot of other issues, you know, I understand that. But again, cause I, for a lot of men, I know y'all feel like it's just hopeless. I, you know, if you can't find a woman, it's like me, we have to check. We all have to check the circles that we're looking for them in. Are we just kind of digging into a pot? Or are we going into certain uh, uh, um, places that that connect to, to who we are? Are we just fishing online, you know, and, and just pulling anybody out? And then we expect to get what we want when we're fishing out of a pond that has some of everything in it? That lessens your chances. That's why going to college and completing college really is beneficial like I'm not saying that people have to go to college in order to be wealthy to make more money what I'm saying is that you don't just go for the financial wealth you go to college our children should go to college just for the sake of I mean hopefully without loans right (laughs) hopefully without loans because that's not a wise uh, financial investment if if you're not if you're going to come out not making enough to pay back the loans in time um but to, to go to college means to gain a wealth of a, of a network. It's increasing your chances of who you're fishing for that's more similar to who you are. And this is why we see in the white community, we see such a huge, um, uh, well, actually, it's a lot of reasons why there's such a huge um, wealth gap between blacks and whites. But, um, but, you see them in the, in circles, in, in the same circles, in higher learning, which is increasing their wealth even more. There are so many other economic reasons why they have more wealth and all of that, but I'm not trying, that's not what this episode is for. Um, there are a lot of other racial groups that um, have increased wealth. And so there are just, you know, different reasons for our economic impacts, right? Um, so... I'm just throwing all this out there, you guys, just to think about it, share this stuff. Um, but don't think that marriage is, is a problem. It's, it's us. We are the problem. Where is our moral compass? Where are we being intentional? Are you being intentional about just not being intentional? Then that's a problem because you're just going to get whatever you're going to get. 
um, if you're being intentional about who you're wanting to be with and build with, uh, then that's something that you can you can see as an investment, and then therefore you'll put more of yourself of value of yourself within the relationship and you're going to get more out of it it's not just a thing that you're doing right it's not just somebody that you click with it's somebody that you have invested with it is somebody you have decided to become vulnerable with it is somebody and it's the right somebody it's not just somebody who you have all the feelings going towards them yet they only give a portion of that back Right. And there's a difference because you have some women, they don't give everything to a man until you're married, um, because obviously that's how (laughs) to an extent, that's how it should be like. You should not give the sex. But of course, there are women definitely giving sex to their husband, I mean, to their guys before they get married. But there are still other areas that where they're holding back. So they might not be as communicative or they might not be as because they, they don't want to tell you everything you know, or they don't want to make you feel so privileged and you've not committed to them yet. Um, so vice versa, men do that with women also, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know what I'm saying that overall, there are things that you've, um, you got to check, you got to look at and say, Hey, look, where has my heart been when it comes to the opposite sex? Do I, do I even really love the opposite sex? Do I have respect? I've been taught like, in the world that men have been raised in, it's almost like how we say if, you, if you're white, right? It's like, dang. Like, okay, I'm white. How do I view black people? I'm, I'm starting to hang around more black people. How do I actually view black people? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are my thoughts? I've done that with my white counterparts. I'm like, dang, what are my thoughts around uh, about white people for real? Like, what are the things that were underlying and, and, and unconsciously, subconsciously taught to me about white people? You know, and and is this why I'm seeing this type of behavior between the two of us, right? Um, Same thing with men and women. It's like women have to say, what what has my experiences or what have my ideals or what have people subconsciously taught me about men? What What have I been taught about black men? What have I been taught about other races? What have I been really taught that it's coming out in my actions and stuff stuff ain't working? Right. What is it? What are my underlying beliefs that could be corrupting my connections and my perspective, my my perception of situations and people and relationships and marriage and, and parenthood and children? Like, so what what can I do to be more healthy? Because I know I was raised in a corrupt world. If I know God told me that I have to, that my mind has to be renewed, that means I got to go over everything in my life that I have been taught. And one of the main areas is relationships. It's sex. What type of sex education have I received before coming to God? What kind of sex education have I received before deciding on a relationship in a marriage? All of these things have to be double checked and triple checked because this is the tendency of our sinful nature to corrupt good character our sinful nature wants to corrupt the good character that we might have within ourselves we literally go against our own consciences at times there's 
Generally, we war within our members, as the scripture says. So I'm just saying like, and I mean, that war is real because, honey, I'm dealing with it, you know. So it's like we can't be discouraged and we have to be wise and understand that as black people, the importance and people in general, not just black people in general, how important marriage is, because right now the enemy is trying to just break the idea of marriage and gender and all kinds of other things and just you know between age groups and all kinds of stuff he's just trying to cause so much confusion and so much fear and and don't move in fear you you know a lot of these men you saying I'm never getting married because it's just too expensive to marry a woman no listen to the old heads it's cheaper to keep her but you got to know who you're keeping. The old heads will tell you it's cheaper to keep her, but they didn't tell you, and they'll tell you how to get the woman, but they didn't tell you what type of woman to get and how to be with the woman. Right? So we have to go back and unlearn a lot of things because now, if, especially if you're around in my age group, around in your 40s, late 30s and 40s, um, then you have been raised by hip-hop if you like rap. You've been raised by hip hop. You have been raised by nothing but misogynistic ideologies. You have been raised by hurt men. You have been raised by men who didn't have both parents in the home and got a lot of got had have had to learn the hard way how to live, how to not depend on other people, how to use people. And that cannot, you have to go back and test that about yourself. I was raised with Foxy Brown and Lil' Kim and, and Shauna and, and, and Shia or Shia, whatever that girl's name is. I was raised with all of them. I was raised on Two Live Crew. I was raised with those men telling me that I am less valued and that I'm only an object. So I have had to unlearn myself. And I'm still still peeling up stuff like it's still stuff that I'm like "Mm, where does that come from why did I just do that why did I just think that thought why did I just feel that way so we all have to sit back and observe ourselves we have to like what the scripture says we have to examine ourselves daily so I hope that this encourages you. These are messages that women and men really do have to hear, even especially in the body of Christ, because there are so many of us operating on worldly wisdom. Again, if you listen to the one about um, the third, <coughs> excuse me, the thirst trap in Adam and Eve, if you listened to that episode, um, then you saw where I was kind of, you saw where I was talking about um Oh gosh, I talked about a lot on that one. But but basically, you you just have to go back and examine everything is my point. How there this worldly wisdom, this was like that in Genesis 3, it was like the introduction of worldly wisdom. And because it was the illusion, Satan gave her that there would be the illusion of her getting wisdom. And it wasn't, and it was it wasn't just about her getting knowledge, like how we always focused on getting knowledge, but it was actually more about, it was also the first thing mentioned that, that appealed to her was that it was good for food. And then the second thing was that it was delightful to her eyes. And so, you know, those were things that we see connected today in this survival mentality within women um, and why we justify 
our sins for the sake of survival and uh and the things that we like right as opposed to the thing and then therefore in that she shared that with the man and it it leapt over to him but the sad part was that they never actually had god's wisdom so i'm just saying let's focus because right now i think that we're all discombobulated with worldly wisdom so-called wisdom but really that worldly wisdom is in uh, it's indirect. It's just contradictory to, to what God actually has for us and what he's actually taught us. Um, so y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I know that these episodes can be long. I try to range them anywhere between 30 minutes uh, to an hour. Um, some of them are shorter than that uh, through the years. But um, I just they're important and these conversations have to be had and I want you to have an attention span for these things because once we've made our decisions we have to live with those decisions so I want you to be encouraged to really sit on some ideas to really take the time when you're in your car before you're going to bed that you listen to my episodes that you listen to the things that I'm really saying consider them and share them share this stuff with people because if it's only you getting it share it with the woman that you want to be with share it with the man that you want to be with and get the perspective start those conversations because people are moving and living on an unconscious level 80 percent i think of our of our communication i think 80 or so percent uh is of our communication is nonverbal. and who says that that's good who actually says that that's good? Men say fewer words than women. Okay, but what are we saying when we do talk? That's what counts. Where is the value in what we are saying? So start, you know, uh, if you're not already, I really appreciate a lot of y'all have been um, just really loyal all these years and always, you know, hear out my episodes. I really appreciate that. And I, and I love the feedback I get. Um, I encourage, you know, you to just really just sit back and just Pay attention to what it is that you're actually engaging in. Use these episodes to start conversations. Use these episodes to see where people's heads are at that you're messing with, who are in your social circle. Because these, these, these episodes, these topics are vital because we're sitting here and we are depraved as, as communities. How is it that black marriage is going down, but yet the popularity of, of thirst, of thirst rappers is increasing. And when I say thirst rappers, I'm not just talking about Nikki and Cardi, you know, and Sookie and all of them. I'm in half of these women can't even rap. My gosh. Like they went back to the 1980s with how they rapping. I mean, I ain't hating because some people think I rap old school. I mean, I don't rap no more anyway. So I guess I would be old school <laughs> if I did rap. But anyway, People, you know, people are, are like, literally, how do you have marriages going downhill, but you have an increase of depravity being um, glorified? And again, something I said last episode was, if we want, if we want to ignore a problem, glorify it. <laughs> in other words, if we want to ignore, you know, uh, the, the violence in our communities, if we want to ignore, um, you know, uh, people making money off drug sales, you know, selling whatever they selling and, and or taking drugs now, because that's big, just being a drug addict. 
we don't want to talk about, oh, you know, if, if you don't want to talk about it, okay, let's just glorify it. That way it's good. It gives us a high and a good feeling. So it must not be a real problem, right? The lies, the deception. Oh my gosh. Anyway, y'all, y'all take it easy. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. This is your girl, Wisdom and Red. Be sure to share this and um, just keep going to God, y'all. Get in your word and, uh, and I'll see you next time.